Hey, nice shirt. Hey, everybody. Brian's <laughs> back. Um, we're happy to have him back. Um, Whoa. Welcome to the show that's sponsored by uh, agorasnexus.com. Check them out. Our friends, Brandon and Dag, have put together a nice collection of websites for you know free-thinking people, hopefully like yourselves. If you're not, well, try to work on that because it'll help you. Um, in the end, uh, big news. Uh, last was yesterday found out or is it this morning I forget everything's kind of running together right now Liz Cheney is out um, Richard Cheney the big dick himself couldn't even rescue her uh, from the uh, Trump MAGA takeover of the Republican Party um, however she was kind of like a, a warmongering apologist so we're not really that upset at seeing her go um, my only question is, if she shot somebody in the face with a shotgun while hunting, would she be able to get out of it like like Dick did? Or because she's not the vice president, but he called himself Darth Vader when they were torturing human beings and getting useless information that absolutely didn't. Oh, by the way, if you ever want to see an excellent dramatized film based on all of that information. So, so for those of you who are a little bit junk, and uh, don't worry, you know, we're very, very little when all of this was happening. Um, the from 2001 to 2008 was a wild time to be alive and be an adult. Um, <laughs> uh, Christopher and I have some former and probably current co-workers who lost about 50 percent of their um, 401k during the uh the great recession also known as a fully functioning depression but we're not going to use that word it's funny we, we, we kind of like we're gonna shift the goalpost that's right <laughs> exactly shift it just move it a little bit just off to the side please so what has so think about it this way this film that stars uh what is his name kylo ren adam driver who's apparently one of the few good people in hollywood and whether people like his character and the abomination that was the last three Star Wars uh, feature films, um, the you know was it seven was it uh, nine is it seven eight and nine is that where we're at right now? Sure, whatever. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir. Um, I didn't have a problem with his character. There were plenty of characters I had a problem with. His wasn't one of them, but although there's something to work on there, uh, Adam Driver does a great job in this film. Now Diane Feinstein, who you know, I. I personally believe is an enemy of all of the people. Her stance on guns alone is enough to make a regular human being want to vomit in their mouth when they read what she has to say or watch what she has said. Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in. I would have. Um, she did play a pretty pivotal role in exposing what um, was renamed torture. And it wasn't where we can't call it torture. We can't we can't use that word. We are just going to call it something else. And therefore, it is not torture. It's much like in North Korea, where they're like, we don't call them concentration camps. So they don't ha we don't have them. They don't exist. They're advanced interrogation techniques. Yes, there's a is this. Is this the report? Is that the movie you're talking about? That's absolutely right. OK, I thought you were going to go into vice, but then you kind of changed. No, 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 OK. That's another great one, by the way. It's an excellent <laughs> and Christian Bale is a maniac. Like he gained like 90 pounds for this role. He really looks like the big dick himself, Captain Halliburton. <laughs> but if you haven't had a chance to watch this, it's on Amazon Prime, I believe, because I was scrolling through the catalog. I pay for all these streaming services and I always bitch and complain I have nothing to watch. 
Um, but I do. It's just nothing that I'm really interested in. But this film particularly, and I believe Brian was the one who informed me about it. Please check it out. So, like, there, it documents essentially this this road that the country was on. Once again, the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, with its um, enhanced interrogation techniques, rendered absolutely no results because what happened was, and I believe, what was the movie with, um, is it Jake Gyllenhaal, Rendition? Is that the other movie that was uh, about uh, the torture program? No the, idea. Rights? Okay, check Is that, that like Extraordinary Rendition? Like that, yes. Okay. Yeah. So... There, there was a famous incident where they caught this guy. He was a chemical engineer, like an educated man. And they took him, I think, at the time, you know, before we were mad at Syria 2.0 or 1.0 or whatever we're on right now. They took this individual there and they tortured him with electric, electroshock, like jumper cables sort of things. Not the fun kind where it's attached to your nipples or your balls, but, you know, you know, not in the sexual sense, like in an actual I'm going to hurt you and there is no payoff. Uh, <laughs> there's no fun time. There's no rubber gloves or lube. You're just getting tortured. Um, and this guy named off all of these terrorists and they turned out to be the starting 11 for the 1990 uh, World Cup Egyptian soccer team. Oh, my God. Because like it, they discovered a Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, also known as KSM. And we studied this when I was in graduate school. He gave, he he confessed to stuff that he had nothing to do with. You'll say anything because he he just wanted the waterboarding or the sleep deprivation. Which yes, it is torture. I don't care what your friends have told you. It is torture to sleep deprive someone. Um, it's also torture to deprive someone of being able to use the toilet. Can't do that. It's no good. So uh, he confessed the crap that never happened because he quote just wanted it to stop. You know what I mean? So it's this film, it's the report, and it shows how the CIA actually broke into the uh, the committee had this, um, what was it, like uh, Feinstein and a bunch of other uh, liberal senators put together this com this committee to dig into what the agency was up to. The agency broke into the Senate's, so if they're going to break into the Senate's computer server, imagine what they're going to do to you. And they're 87,000 IRS agents that I'm sure they're that friends is, whatsoever. That video still kills me. It's like they're. Yeah, the the, the one in the wheelchair. The with, one in the wheelchair. Someone was like, good thing I live on the second story. Like, good luck. <laughs> like, Get down here. <laughs> I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> it's a new Monty Python bit. Like, oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get to. I'm sure we'll get to that. I can't wait. They The, the Central Intelligence Agency broke into the uh server and went through the committee's emails and basically and told adam driver's character if i remember correctly like you got this and you shouldn't have it because it's classified so you're going to jail but then it came out that they broke into the united states senate computer server and they had to drop the charges because what they did was very wrong and very illegal so the whole point was you're not supposed to be spying on American citizens and torturing all sorts of people. And they're like, but what if I break into the Senate's computer room? What are you going to do about it? Is it not, are you a, are you a, what, what is it? What is it when you do like the direct translation or the not translation, but like the direct text of the constitution is like all that matters. And then if it doesn't explicitly outline something, then like they can't do it or 
it's like, oh, it didn't say anything about not breaking into the Senate specifically, like email servers. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like fuck it, why not? We can yeah. do that. Yeah. They have a whole team of people who um, uh, go over laws and try to figure out. Well, there's loopholes everywhere. Like, or you could at least argue that there are, and sooner or later, something's going to fucking stick. But, and I mean, that was like, I told you this morning, Jay, about the, like, I listened to that Lex Friedman podcast where he's got, I can't remember his name, but the guy that was in the CIA on there. And he's like, yeah, their job's not to do domestic espionage or like, any of this shit and then he's talking about like yeah if the president doesn't want to hear what they have to say he can pretty much tune him out he's like he'll find somewhere and i'm like are you fucking kidding me like they literally killed jfk like you're telling me like oh if you don't want to hear what they have to say what the truman got a stern talking to from alan dulles i doubt like sure i'm sure something's changed in the last 70 years but like i'm also sure it's probably only gotten worse like they're not going to give up their ability to do that there's no way. Nope, never. I yeah, and that that's another great uh, example. And this individual uh, whom Brian is speaking of is uh, was asked by Comrade Lex Freeman, who I still think is uh, an inside agent for the former Soviet Union. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The FSB. I, I think he's actually probably a decent human being. I really like Lex. I think that his interview style is very good because he doesn't fire machine gun bursts of questions at individuals. He's very spaced out. He takes his time and he allows the other party to answer. He will push back, but he allows the other party to fully answer a question, which I think is great. That's why podcasting is great because it's long format. It gives the people the ability. It's not those 15 second sound bites where you have. Oh, yeah, it's, all his stuff's like three hours. Yeah, it's like and a it's, book. Yeah, and he's got like. I don't know. He maintains this like objective kind of innocence like that. I wish I could have where it's like, or even if he doesn't truly believe that he's still willing to like approach questions from certain angles instead of like, there's no real like gotcha to any of it. It's interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting, but this guy gets up and says that uh, Ukraine is going to go down the tubes by the end of the fall, which if those of you are looking at your calendar, Fall is rapidly approaching, and um, I kicked this up to an individual who has contacts at some very high levels in the Department of Defense and also certain alphabet soup agencies because of my graduate school work. I got into contact with some of these people, and um, this individual says that um, it is highly unlikely that that assessment will come true uh, simply because of the infusion of Western weapons. So that's probably not a good assessment. He makes good points. But then again, he's former CIA, and I'm sure that the current CIA that's in there is going to make sure that that doesn't happen either because they have a vested interest with the military industrial complex to continue these weapon sales to uh, pro-Western and, you know, whatever. It, like there's there's so many layers to that cake. It's kind of hard to, yeah, there's some of it that's like, okay, and some of it that's like, you know, really awful and very questionable. And of course, it's all corrupt and, you know, but at the same time, I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum. You know, when I see uh, Ukrainian moms carrying Kalashnikovs to protect their children from, you know, a foreign actor that's invaded their country, I'm more keen to side with the lady with the kids who didn't attack anybody. That's just how I roll. Um, you can have your opinion, and that's fine too. But um, yeah, it's funny how they they kind of double speak, and then it gets into the manipulation tactics of how to get somebody to like you and get somebody to talk to you. And once they start talking, 
It's just they want to give information. It, it's very, very unsettling the kind of manipulation. And, and you know, you can and people can think how how you know however tough you think you are. I think any of us could be susceptible to that. So depending on the circumstance, depending on where they put you, like, you know, if you get arrested or what have you and throw you in a room, like, I don't know if if fellow libertarian minded people ever do this, but like I rehearse in my mind, like if I ever got arrested, like, don't say anything, like tell them where my lawyer is and then shut up because I have one and call my lawyer. Like I'm not talking because what's the old, the old phrase is you can't talk yourself out of, out of an arrest but you certainly can talk yourself into one. So, but and when you're faced, like it's wild how authority works, right? Because when you're faced with the most nefarious of Uncle Sugar's actors, one, well, one that you know good and well has murdered people very easily, you know, all over the planet, and then they're coming for you, that's quite intimidating. And I think they're pretty much anybody's susceptible to crack under that kind of pressure so but it's interesting to see the psychology at work and i want to read up more on like what their actual strategies are because it's like i mean it might reduce the risk of anything like that being used on you but it's like do you ever think about stuff like that and be like oh shit if i know that like am i accidentally going to start using that or am i going to analyze everything i say to make sure that i don't think i'm like manipulating people like no, I don't think that the average person, because it's it's out of interest to prepare, maybe prepare yourself for being in that detention room, maybe. Uh, but at the same time, no, I don't think that the average person, the average person is just like for you wanting to read that is just for your own specific desire to know how they go about it, not to, you know, is it possible to, you know, hold the one ring and be like, you know, I'm just going to use it for a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, by the way, big show coming up this weekend, not ours. I'm off on Sunday because the House of the Dragon is going to be out, the prequel to the Game of Thrones. I'm very excited. It looks like a lot of fun. There's jousting, which, as you well know, I am a fan of. Uh, I'm very excited for that. So if anybody else watches that crap, you go ahead and let me know. I have an email. I haven't done this for a while. I have an email. I was sent an email today, ladies and gentlemen. From Ace Hardware. Ace is the place uh, for the helpful hardware folks, I think is the way the jingle goes. However, this email was very suspicious. Why? The address is, and I, and I will spell it for you, it's info underscore C-H-R-B-Z-J-X-H at B-D-K-C-U-C-C-P. Oh, Jesus, it's the Russians. Etch, etch, uh, what is this? F-Y-S-Z gzut.com legit yeah i mean i was going to enter into the contest that they sent me but i said hang on a minute ein minuten bitte uh let's see here it says congratulation you have been chosen <laughs> you have been chosen actually say that i wish it did <laughs> i'm making it up it does say congratulations you have been chosen to participate in our loyalty program for free Confirm now. It only takes you a minute to receive this fantastic prize. 170-piece Stanley Tool set. Okay? So, I take the opportunity to reply. It's a very short one. Don't worry, Angel. We'll, we'll get on with it. I'm fine. Hello. I will confirm my reward item when you suck the freckles off of my ball bag. <laughs> I will require three Hot Wheels of my choosing. Either... <laughs> It's standard, guys. It's standard. Either, <laughs> either purchased, retail, or from your collection. 
<laughs> it's going to cost you. <laughs> yes. Finally, I require a full salad tossing with Concord grape. No. <laughs> um, I will have my asshole and bollocks all shaved, cleaned, and prepped for you. I hope you like my clean, fresh asshole. Long and hard. I may ejaculate, in which case you will be forced to clean it up. Thank you. So um, this, was, this was sent to Stanley Tool, um, the, the award center. <laughs> Maybe they'll write back. But no, this is a legit email address. We just ran out of ideas for email address names. We don't know. So, you know, we sent it, and uh, it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to the reply. If there is one, as always, I will read it off to you. So, once again, Liz Cheney is out. <laughs> The Jacobin is a very interesting publication. It's a periodical of ill repute, not not a good one. But this one is great. It's uh, by Ben Burgess or Burgess. I don't know how you say the last name. Benny Boy here. Uh, oh, excuse me, Ben. I don't want to assume gender. Uh, says that Dick Cheney was way more effect, uh, may, may, may way more effective threat to our republic than Donald Trump. Do you agree? Yes, without a doubt. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Dick Cheney, okay? Once again, if you watch the two films we suggested for you, you will get a real good picture mm -hmm. of how wild post-9-11 America has been, or at least was. That man's had how many hearts? Two or three? Three, I think. Holy shit. Yeah, even if you um, watch the comedy with Will Ferrell where he pretends he is George W. Bush, <laughs> oh, a good sense of uh how dick cheney was and that's a comedy so and i love that fucking comedy by the way and i'm gonna look it up and watch it later because it's it's fucking gold what's it called again uh i forget but Is it's it little it, bush no 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 it's uh <laughs> it's, oh, it's, a cartoon? it's will ferrell and it's a live like comedy oh, show okay. where he pretends that he's george w bush it wasn't snl it was like his own thing yeah and it's oh. fucking hilarious. Like I for, I'll, I'll look it up. I forget what it's called. Um, I was cracking up laughing when so I watched it. The the point of this is so you what do you when you hear threat to democracy? Okay, let's just play with the rules that they gave us. Don't yeah, you know, we already know how we feel about it. We're not huge. Fans. It's called "You're Welcome, America: A Final Night with George W. Bush." There you go. <laughs> he does do. He does a, an excellent uh, W. I will say that. It's um, hilarious. So when you think of threats to democracy, my thinking of how Dick Cheney is worse than Donald Trump is the things that we just talked about, for example. Um, you know, indefinite detention, um, no due process, torture, um, false reasons to go to war in a country that had nothing to do with what transpired on September 11th, 2001. Things like that. The Jacobin goes in an entirely different direction. You want to talk about hoes mad? Hoes are definitely still mad. Quote, in our nation's 246-year history, Dick Cheney says at the beginning of a viral ad for his daughter, Liz Cheney, the Wyoming congresswoman, there has never been an individual who has been a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. This is coming from Dick Cheney. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin or why the Republican Party allowed this ad to be run, I guess. Do you think he lacks self-awareness or do you think it's just like, uh, I don't care at this point? Like, I have. I think he's a true believer. I really think that the man believed that he was doing the right thing. And that's what makes him even more dangerous. Well, he, well, yeah. 
he wasn't doing the quote wrong thing because like i mean there i don't know if there were rules or laws against what he did yes but he he worked really hard to like with the lawyers and stuff to like not to like skirt it or loophole it like i don't i don't know everything he's done um if it's like you know actual criminal offenses like i'm i'm sure that it's very uh okay. terrible me... um outside of that because i i know some things right. right but wasn't he didn't he own halliburton or what yes he, yeah. he was he was yeah. on the board i believe for halliburton very unethical very unethical but that's what what you said okay let, let me go ahead and address that real quick okay just because okay so there's two kinds of participants in the field of combat in the 21st century apparently right there are legitimate ones that wear a uniform mm -hmm. that are representing a country or quote a legitimate government and then there are ones that don't okay. so they're considered what uh paramilitary irregular those kind they argue that since you don't have a uniform you are not protected under the geneva conventions however so okay so if they're not soldiers in a time of conflict which they're afforded all sorts of where they're supposed to pow protections and all this other good stuff now that they're out of the fight then you're going to treat them like criminals okay but even in the united states there is a u.s code for um handling criminal offenses terrorism mm -hmm. and the act of killing somebody in murder okay yeah sure but they were never even afforded due process even if, even if as uh as accused criminals as terrorists mm -hmm. right tim mcveigh got a trial mm -hmm. tim mcveigh got a trial ramsey youssef who tried to blow up the world trade center in 1993 people forget about that one uh he was he was extradited and given a trial and a sentencing no no no. these guys were just pulled like they literally grabbed goat farmers mm -hmm. And threw them in airplanes and tortured the shit out of them. Yeah, that, that's obviously wrong. It's not just it's unethical. Terrible. It's terrible. It's, it's criminal. It's Ill Can you imagine? Like, I remember hearing stories from people saying that, like, in Afghanistan or wherever they were, there'd be two villages that were, like, five miles apart, and neither one of them knew the other one existed. Could you imagine coming from that place, getting ripped out of there, put on a fucking airplane? Like, what's that? Mm -hmm. And then take him to some, like, that's literally probably hell. Like that, it becomes, you can't separate the two. Like it, you, I would literally be convinced that I was just living in hell. Mm -hmm. if yeah. That happened because oh, yeah. it's like, where the hell even are you? What the hell is happening? And it's like, I can't even imagine what that must've been like. It's fucking awful, man. It really is. Awful. But they used, they used the terminology uh, or lack thereof to support the reason why it's fucking terrible and it oh, well. happened and i'm not supporting dick cheney by any fucking means but what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is he used terminology or lack thereof to justify those actions well, and yeah. it's just as bad as as breaking the law in, in my opinion or those well, like whatever. north korea is the democratic people's republic of north korea but like no no, no the fuck it's not but it's yeah. like yeah you can slap a fucking label on anything and it's like oh see it says it is so mm -hmm. here this has got to be what it is and it's like i mean we call what we have a fucking democracy and it's like it's not yeah at all. i mean it's supposed to be a republic and it's like i don't even think it's that it's like how often do they update this shit you know like how how much do they let something evolve before it's like, oh, 
we either have to use totally different words or now these words just mean different things. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's a good point. So, yeah. So yeah, Dick Cheney, not a good guy. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we continue on making sure that we reiterate Dick Cheney's no good. Great. Not good at all. No. Okay. Piece of shit, obviously. Obviously. The, the article from the Jacobin, and this is from Benny, Benny with the last name I'm not going to pronounce. That's a remarkable claim, and not just because the United States once had to fight a war to suppress an actual insurrection led by anti-democratic ideologues. Compare the 360,000 Union soldiers who died suppressing the Southern Rebellion to the zero Capitol police officers who were directly killed by pro-Trump rioters on January 6th. And we don't need to go back to the Civil War to see the absurdity of Cheney's claim. In just the last few decades, you-know-who was much more competent and dangerous as an enemy of democracy the donald trump dick cheney a tale of two erections i mean mm-hmm. elections excuse me 2000 and 2020 they still haven't let go of that one mm-hmm. uh, trump tried to steal the last election cheney reminds us that as the ad goes on using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters rejected him He's a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He- oh, my God. Stick <laughs> now, baby. That's what I'm saying with, like, the self-awareness thing. Like, does he, do you think this is, like, some sick kind of fucking humor? He's like, oh, that's a good one. Like, people are going to eat this shit up. But also, I know, like. Yeah, I absolutely think what you just said is 100% correct. He knows what he's saying is utter bullshit, but he thinks the American people, even, uh, you know, Democrats, left, you know, leaning left, right leaning, they're going to eat that shit up and they're going to be like, oh, he's right, motherfucker. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the art- hey, that's exactly what he thinks. The article continues. It says, but it takes a pretty breathtaking amount of chutzpah for Dick Cheney, that's the word that they use, Christopher. That wasn't me. That was the author of this article. Chutzpah for Dick Cheney, of all people, to attack anyone else for trying to steal an erection. Cheney became vice president, and at least in the early years of the Bush administration, something like the de facto co-president, when he and George W. successfully stole the 2000 election, set aside the fact that half a million more Americans voted for the Democratic ticket of Al Gore and Joe Lieberman than George Bush and Dick Cheney. Has a Democrat ever won by electoral college outside of the fucking popular vote? That's a great question. Because, like, they always fucking say, like, I know the whole thing is we need to get rid of the Electoral College because popular vote always is something different. And it's like I, they did that with Trump in, like, 2016. And it's just like I like I I mean, it doesn't fucking matter anyway. But it's like I'm so fucking tired of hearing about it. And it's like, I've yeah, I've been to big cities. I've seen those fucking people. And it's like, I'm kind of glad you guys don't get to just push the rest of the country around because you're fucking insane. But it's like, and this is all in the land of make-believe anyway. So it's like, I don't like that I even get drawn up into it. But it's like, they, it's always like, oh, well, we won in the popular vote. And it's like, well, who's in the fucking White House, dude? Like, I, like, look at the fucking scoreboard. Like, I don't know. And it's, has it happened recently, at least, because no one ever fucking talks about it. Okay, I'm going to go through two of them. These are as recent prior to the 2000 election, which, um, I believe Christopher Angel and myself should. Well, I know that uh, probably Christopher and I remember it pretty goddamn well. I remember it because I was 20 uh, <laughs> at the time. I know it's wild. Um, I remember up. getting beat up in kindergarten because I said I like John Kerry. <laughs> I remember that. 
How fucking insane is that? That's. I'm sorry. That's terrible. But it was by another kid. Like they didn't know shit. Like <laughs> what the fuck? You. But you know, like at the time, I was like, oh, I guess George Bush is the way to go. But it's like I. I'm a fucking kid. I guess George but, Bush is the way to go. I'm gonna get my ass kicked. And it's literally like nothing's changed. Like I still probably know just as much, maybe less now than I did then. It doesn't matter. Anyway, sorry. No, no, no. But, okay. So to answer your question, 1876 Democrat Samuel Tilden beat Republican Rutherford B. Hayes by more than 200,000 votes, but he needed 185 electoral college votes and got only one eight 184 to Hayes is 165. 20 votes in Florida, Louisiana, Oregon, and South Carolina were disputed. Congress set up a commission composed of representatives of both parties and to, de- to decide the winner on March 2nd, three days before inauguration. They chose Hayes, a compromise the Democrats agreed to in exchange for a promise to pull federal troops from the South, ending Reconstruction. Then in 1888, campaign riddled with corruption, including charges that voters were brought were, were bought and black votes suppressed. It ended with Democrat president. Never fucking. It's always been going on. It has been going on. It's never fucking stopped, and they keep bringing it out like it's some new fucking shit. No, it's the the, the beatings will continue until morale. We have cell phones now, and that's pretty much the only fucking difference. Like that's. <laughs> I mean. <that's- laughs> There's there's some demonstrable differences, but, but like fundamentally, it's like it's the same yeah. fucking song and dance over and over again. Yeah, throw on a different suit, a different fucking dress. The stage lights are the fucking same. The stage is the fucking same. Like it's the goddamn same thing. It is. It is. Only the, the names will change. Put a fresh coat of paint on that old turd, sweetheart. We're putting on a show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that like Franklin D. Roosevelt had like so many. I don't know. What? It's just so weird. What are you talking like, about? Like, it's just that his presidency is weird. He had three terms, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was in for 12 years. Yeah, I know. That's just so weird to it's me. It's because, once again, that wasn't a law. It was war emergency powers or something, right? Well, I mean, he just kept running. There was no law. George, oh, that- Wash- George Washington set the precedent. The president, the first president set the precedent that two terms is enough. And everybody respected it up until that point. Why didn't they respect the whole no political parties thing? Uh, because um, there's, I think that would have been better than a fucking term limit. There's money to be made, my friend. <laughs> but uh, this says it ended with President Democrat uh, Democratic President Grover Cleveland winning the popular vote by more than ninety thousand over Republican Benjamin Harrison, but losing the electoral vote two hundred thirty three to one hundred sixty eight. Cleveland would take back the office in the next presidential election. Right, but are there any? Did any Democrats win in the electoral college over a Republican? I, I, that, like, and people bring it up all the time, like, because that's still just Democrats losing. No, it's no. I think that this is it because you go back to all the way to 1824, and this is the Andrew Jackson election. Uh, one of pluralities of both popular vote and electoral college, but not a majority, and it had to go to the House of Representatives. So, no, like this is the Democrats have always been winning the popular vote, I guess, like people like the libs, I guess. I, wonderful. I'm, I'm happy for you. So, like, but yeah, and I had a, a professor in my undergrad who argued about that saying we need to get rid of the Electoral College, um, you know, and, and I was like, why? So you can win every single election because you will win every single election that's not true you got to run on your ideas i'm like yeah i think they've all been doing that for the whole time that you just they, they, you know the people in the middle on in the flyover states 
they're not as important. You know, the ones that feed you and do all the fucking work and, you know, the little people in the middle, you know what I mean? The ones that are not in the big uh, uh, metropolitan areas of the country. Who knows? Um, it's going to be fucking ugly, man. That's all I'm going to like. I, I think about that a lot. I'm like, just how many people like I, when I was in New York, I'm trying to think, I'm like, how many fucking people? Are in these fucking buildings right now. Like, I want to take all the fucking walls out, like a beehive, you know, like a beekeeper, and just like look at all the fucking people and be like, all of them need to eat X amount of food every day. They need so much fucking water. And it's just like, it's insane that that shit ever even got to the point that it is. It's like, I, it still blows my fuck. I can't even begin to comprehend. And it's like even the smallest problem upstream is going to become huge there. And it's like, how? what are you going to do? Like, you're going to just like walk out of the city? Like, you're just going to hike the fuck out of there? Like, that's going to expend energy. You're going to need the food and water. Like, you're just going to, you, you live in a fucking prison. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know, man. But like the idea, but, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on the, the Jacobin or Jacobian as Angel has Jacobian to call it. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> right. I, uh, I don't know how anybody like an editor would look at this story and be like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you're right. Come on. Let's let's run this story and let's talk about the 2000 election. Oh, is, it, is it an opinion article? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be right then. Fuck it. It's like that. I'm pretty sure they'll just publish whatever. He's, like, he's citing evidence, obviously talking about the 2000 election, which, yes, was very questionable, very questionable. And it went to the Supreme Court and it was decided. I can cite evidence that says the United Chad. States never. I can I can cite evidence that says the United States has never tortured anybody. It's like, where what are your sources? Where are you taking it from? It doesn't even fucking matter anymore. That's like, that's what pisses me off so much is like, we spent so much time in school. It's like, oh, you have to have reputable sources. But it's like, if you look anywhere fucking long enough, you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I can trust this anymore because it's kind of iffy over here. And But it's like, everything's like that. So it's like, you might as well, it's like, you'd be better off just making shit up. This is the at, problem that I have. They let off with that instead of leading with the next portion of the article. Okay. What we talked about in the first few years of the Bush Cheney administration, in which Dick seemed to have exercised an unprecedented amount of power as vice president, of course, civil liberties like the right to privacy and the right to trial by jury were rolled back in disturbing ways. Vast numbers of people were detained as enemy combatants outside of the legal protections normally allowed to prisoners of war or criminal defendants. Again, what I said earlier, surveillance was conducted on a massive scale, both inside and outside of the new workarounds to standard constitutional protections created by the Orwellian Patriot Act, the Bush-Cheney administration rammed through Congress in the immediate aftermath of 9-11. Donald Trump was certainly no friend of democratic rights or civil liberties, but his big legislative accomplishment was a tax cut. He didn't find any lasting new ways to undermine the standard freedoms associated with, quote, our republic, remotely uh, comparable to the handiwork of Dick Cheney and George W. Bush. Um, again, I would have led with that if you want to make people angry, the 2000 election might as well have been 100 years ago, but, you know, with how much has happened since then. One event specifically being drastically larger than that one. You know what I mean? That takes a backseat. Had 9-11 not happened, okay, you might have cause, but 
after 9-11 and everything that transpired up to this very minute, it's a very different story. God, how different would the world fucking look? Um, like, I don't even think it's like you could. I mean, I was a kid, so it's like, I don't know. Like, It's a great, they would have found another war I would wager. Before, oh, for sure. You know? No doubt. But yeah, is, is this like the thing where it's like, oh, if you went back in time and killed Hitler, like somebody would have filled the slot anyway, like kind of a thing. Like, you think some of this shit's just gonna happen? It's like Red Dead Redemption. It's like you can do all the side quests all you want, but sooner or later you're fucking doing that story. You gotta go to the next fucking part. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I would argue that I can solve all of these problems by taking out one guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when are we gonna just do a series on fucking World War One? Like, what? Like. <laughs> I was people, people that are much better at it than I, me, Dan, Dan Carlin specifically, has done a masterpiece. Hey, you never hey, old well, GP. People keep writing books. Like, yeah, how many how many times has the shit that Camus said been said before? But he said it in a way that people liked and it caught on. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like you're, you, there's no guarantee it's going to be like great or like a bestseller or anything. But it's like. You can still put some shit out there. You could be, you could be another mediocre author that's selling for <laughs> right. three. Dude, I fucking walk into Dollar Generals every day for work now, and I see they're hawking the shittiest fucking books you've never seen in your life, and somebody's fucking buying them. Like, <laughs> it have to be. <laughs> You're right. You're you. Who's stopping you from being the next crappy author? Um, <laughs> yes. <yeah, so. laughs> This is a great one. I want. I, this is laughable, but at the same time, very um, added to the troubling list, shall we? So, for those of you who are not familiar with this person's work, this individual is very famous for writing a diary or journal in the middle of the Second World War um, as a Jewish girl uh, hiding in an Helen act- Keller. Helen Keller, exactly. <laughs> 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 Okay. Uh, you couldn't so, hear them coming, but they heard her. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, that was good. So Anne Frank's adaptation and 40 more books have been pulled from a Texas school district. What? The book banning shall begin. Let's let's take a look here. So back in April, Lainey Hawes, H-A-W-E-S. I'm just going to call her Hawes. Laney Hoss. Big Hoss. Big Hoss. I call my kid Hoss. He doesn't find it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Thought that she saved a a graphic novel adaptation of Anne Frank's diary being pulled from a North Texas school district's libraries and classrooms. On Tuesday morning, a school official sent an email telling principals and librarians to pull it off the shelves along with 40 other books. Oh, by the way, speaking of librarians... Uh, the federal government actually asked library, uh, librarians to spy on the kind of books that people would rent out of a library back in uh, the post-9-11 days. No joke. We still need to make that skit. Yeah, we do need to make it. <laughs> like, it'd be the first, it'd be one video canceled immediately, but still, like, it'd be worth it, I think. It would be worth it. A day before school began for approximately 35,000 students, Keller, <laughs> Keller Independent School District, announced uh <laughs> it all it all comes together ladies. that's a synchronicity right exactly. right there it's a glitch in the matrix we have, ah, we have ah, found it those happen so much they do they freak, they freak me out every time i don't they know should. they're very troubled <laughs> so why like 
<laughs> Last-minute last review of scores of books that have been challenged in the previous school year. An email obtained by the Washington Post shows while those co uh, conflicts had already been resolved by book committees made up of parents, librarians, administrators, and teachers, policies adopted earlier this month by the new school board uh, sparkled the recall of 41 publications, including classics like Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. Never read it. Uh, no, don't, any, don't know anybody that's read it either, but that's never a, heard of it. Uh, there's another, uh, we could write a book and we could be like Tony Moore. <laughs> Maybe See? never heard of him um, <laughs> or her, it, they, we don't know, whatever. Um, the book cited concerns from parents about mature content, including depictions of sexual activities. My, meanwhile, the Bible I'm sure is still in there where, you know, Lot has sex with his daughters, but that's, that's cool. That's cool, bro. It might literally be kosher, actually, if it's in the Old Testament. It, and it is. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Got us. <laughs> the sex didn't happen on a Saturday, therefore it is kosher. And it isn't in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't eat bacon, but you can bang your sister. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all about the pros and cons, guys. <laughs> Oh, man. The board cited concerns for parents about mature and sexual content. But in November, a parent also voiced opposition to any variation of the Bible being in schools. OK, good for them. A second challenge followed in December. And while a board reviewed initially board review, excuse me, initially determined that the Bible would remain in the current library, it, too, was caught up in Tuesday's sweep. The removal of the diary adaptation sparked backlash since it was announced in a joint statement Wednesday, the Jewish Federation of Fort Worth and Tarrant County and the Jewish Federation of Greater Dallas and its Jewish Community Relations Council expressed disappointment over the decision and urged the school district to put the book back on the shelf. A school district spokesperson told the Post that the books that meet the new guidelines will be returned to the library as soon as it's confirmed to comply with the new policy. In a Facebook post, the president of the Board of Trustees, Charles Randclave, sounds like a commie spy, said the review was necessary to protect the kids from sexually explicit content. Bitch, have you ever heard of the Internet? Like, you have no idea. What you're <laughs> are these looking. kids are, how old are these kids? <sighs> what school is this? Well, it doesn't say, well, it really doesn't say. It just says the North Texas School District. Oh, they're probably fucking already. I mean, yeah, like it's it's wild. Like it's it's. I mean, think about the things I was looking at. My mother was horrified when she found my porn collection under my bed. She, was, she told me later in life, she was like, "Well, I just left it there, but some of those things were disgusting." Here, I find my own son treating his body like an amusement park. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like I thought, I didn't think anybody would ever look under my bed. I mean, how stupid. That's like the first place the cops go, let alone your own mother. You well, know? as a kid, you think you're smart because you're like, oh, I know everything. But it's like, no, you don't. You don't, you don't fucking know what you don't know. Like, I have like, that's the shit that wakes me up in the middle of the night sometimes now is I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, my parents totally knew I was doing that. I thought I was smooth as fuck in high school. And it's like, oh, my God, they just haven't ever confronted me about it. Like, I wonder if it's going to happen. Like, it's still gets me and i'm a grown-ass man like let me tell you something there's adults that still think that they know everything we know mm -hmm. quite a few of them for christ's sake i mean nothing's really changed like you said i mean i mean i know everything now it's okay obviously <laughs> yeah 
So these are some of the books that were mentioned here. They didn't list all 41 of them, but um, I don't know if you've, again, my kid didn't read anything like crap like this. Like it was hard to get him to read anything in general that wasn't like World War II related. Like I, even like I wanted to get him into like natural, like he would read like tornado books and shit like that. But I was like, hey, read this about sharks. And we have me for, for a minute. But like you put a book of dinosaurs or sharks in front of me, I don't care if it was made for an eight-year-old. I'm reading that shit. Like I, dinosaurs and sharks, I'm in. I don't like crocodilians, but I respect them. But I mean, I've always, <laughs> I've always been a big reader. I, I, I have an insatiable appetite for knowledge and for information. These kids going to the library to begin with is quite laughable in the age of the internet. Um, we went to the library because there was nothing else to do. There was nothing else to do. I mean, there was television and some video games, but even those were limited, and you didn't have unlimited lives on some, certain games. Yeah, but now everybody's dopamine receptors are all fried because there's too much shit, so it's like you're fucking... That's a good point. So if, let me see if you heard about these. So uh, this is Alison Bechtel's Fun Home, a family tragicomic tra tra poetry tomes like Rupee cowers milk and honey and young adult novels like jesse andrews is uh, me and the earl and the dying girl and the throne of glass series by sarah j mass is this how i know i'm old like i don't recognize any of these fucking names or any of this shit. it's, it's yeah. like Christopher? there's gonna be a new wave of celebrities and i'm gonna be like ah like who the fuck are that like i don't uh, have yeah. you heard of any of these any of them nope. neither is angel have you no, I mean, they all sound like shit books. Are there more? <laughs> uh, did, they only mention a couple. It says here... A that's lot a weird of, name. Yeah, that's a real <laughs> weird name. Many center on gay or transgender characters. All have been reviewed by the district's board committee. In spring, Hoss, one of the parents on the book committee, had been called to analyze and complain about Ari Foreman and David Polanski, Polanski, not um, Roman Polanski, not, not Roman. <laughs> That's what I immediately thought. <laughs> fucking pervert. The, di the diary of a young girl based on the unabridged version of Anne Frank's journal was hailed as a New York Times book review is so engaging and effective that it's easy to imagine it replacing the diary in classrooms and among young readers. So they didn't give an extensive list, but um, it includes a lot of LGBTQ plus uh, issues uh, with the reading. Well, don't read it then. You can let somebody else read it that's interested. If it bothers you, you shouldn't read it. And guess what? If you tell your kid it bothers you, they're going to read it. They're going to even want to do it even more. So whatever. You do what you do, boo-boo. That's okay with me. So now Bill Clinton, who was <laughs> president of these United States back in uh, the 2000 election, uh, who was in the middle embroiled with uh you know having sexual intercourse with a fat jewish intern by the name of monica Lewinsky. <laughs> and by the way monica back in the day when i first saw this lady on the news i'm like i mean i i would i would not turn her away either like ver like everybody hated hillary clinton back in the day anyway i, I can't stress that enough right right you know nobody's ever liked hillary i don't know anybody who's like oh my god she means so much to me she's an inspiration no she's a twat nobody likes her um so when this fat jewish intern comes through and she was chubby she wasn't fat she was just a little bit on the chunk she was thick t-h-i with three c's three c's C -C. T-H-I-C-C-C. -C. She was I like it. thick. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't ugly either. And this girl, 
the most powerful man in the world is like, are you going to suck this dick or what? And she was like, I guess, you know, not that it was okay, but I understand if I was married to Hillary Clinton, I would be screwing. I would try to screw everybody else. (laughs) I mean, they had sex probably once and that's how you got Chelsea Clinton. I mean, this is not a relationship of love. Let me tell you right now. So maybe he was in love. He got, you know, He fell in love with the Jewish girl, and you know he decided he uh, he worked up the chutzpah to get in there, and apparently she was blowing got, while he was on the phone. I mean, got the oral in the oval. Yes, he sure did. Yeah, he was on the phone. Hey there, apparently. pretty lady, would you like to come put my meat in your mouth? <laughs> All those conversations are recorded, right, and like archives. So somewhere in there, like... let me tell you something. They're probably in the Vatican archives, which means. Yeah, <laughs> Along right. with the rest, because he is a rapist. Like along with the Epstein files and fucking. Well, yeah, they're all friends. They have a picture of Ghislaine and uh, Jeff with the Pope. I mean, he gave him the blessing to have sex with the kids, so it's okay. Yeah, of course it's in the Vatican. Come on, where else is it going to go? The FBI and the largest child porn database on the planet. It's fucking awful. Yeah, it is awful. So William Jefferson Clinton. Are they worried they're going to forget what it looks like while they're searching everybody else for it, or that's, what? That's like, right there. That's it right there. <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton. All right. And now, mind you, like I said, he is a rapist. Jennifer Flowers is just one of many names. He also, his brother said that he had a nose like a, like a Hoover vacuum for Coke, which is fine. <laughs> the cocaine is fine. The rape is a problem. Mm-hmm. The rape is a problem. Also, all of these people who end up shooting themselves and then hanging themselves. Yeah, they've got the most depressed friends I've ever fucking um, seen. Telling you right now, there's an issue there, and I think it needs to be addressed. So, a renowned forensic expert says he cannot rule out foul play and the death of an Arkansas woman who is linked to the mysterious suicide of the former presidential advisor who introduced Bill Clinton to billionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Ashley Haynes was found drowned in the Arkansas River with an extension cord knotted to her ankle and attached to a concrete block just months before Clinton money man Mark Middleton's body was discovered hanging from a tree with an electrical cord of the same style wrapped around his neck and a close-range shotgun blast through the chest. Holy shit. <clears throat> Famed pathologist Dr. Cyril Wecht, or in German it'd be Wecht, reached, I'm just going to call him Cyril, Dr. Cyril reached the shocking conclusion after, shocking, by the way. <laughs> shocking. Very shocking. We cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. Yeah. Uh, reached the shocking conclusion after reviewing exclusively obtained documents and shocking crime scene. There's the word again. Uh, photographs of the 47-year-old model who was once seen by a witness meeting Middleton to discuss a financial matter. Uh, Dr. Cyril tells uh, Radar, this is the periodical that we're getting this information from, it is common for people bent on committing suicide by drowning to weigh themselves down with a heavy object to prevent (laughs) the body's natural reflex to surface. Thank you, doctor. Uh, However, he said it's incumbent upon the police to investigate how she ended up under 10 feet of water in the Little Rock suburb of Mamel, or Maumele, or depending on how they pronounce it locally, just this place outside of Little Rock where she lived. There's nothing here. How do you do that? There's nothing here that I can dig into that even suggests of any kind of foul play. It's certainly possible, and I cannot rule that out. And I am not ruling it out as far as a third-party involvement or someone doing something to her, he said. That is something that, that has to be looked at and looked into excuse me, by the police. 
Haynes, a mother of two, frequently water paddled along the river. Okay, she established a pattern of behavior. She brought her pet concrete block with her for, to go fucking paddle boarding. Like that's right. that's right. Vanished on the on January twelfth, two thousand twenty-two, after leaving a note on her kitchen island, counterstating, "On the water, love you all." She was last seen by a local resident in a wetsuit, according to the police. Why would she wear a wetsuit if she was planning to commit suicide? Mm-hmm. Why not just wear jeans and a t-shirt? You're gonna die anyway. What the hell do you care? Well, I mean, what's, uh, yeah, she just decided midway. I hey, listen, I ha- I bring this thing with me every time because I've had enough of everything. Today's the day. I mean, unless it was part of her plan to, um, you know, commit suicide, and she wanted to look the part like somebody she was just, you know, paddleboarding or whatever the fuck uh, she yeah. was doing, and that she would have cool. she would have wore cool. a wetsuit because yeah, that's just you know part of the ruse i don't know yeah the clever the cunning a trip uh, tri- uh, attempt to trick people that's what's happening here Possibly. i don't buy I'm it not, for a minute i'm not saying that's what happened but i'm saying if she was worried that somebody would you know find it odd her wearing regular oh, yeah. clothes and you know maybe they would stop and question her trying to get into the water wearing regular clothes mm-hmm. if you're wearing a wetsuit and you have a bag People might think you're doing something uh, water fun related and not I'm going to kill myself related. I'm just saying. Mm, yeah. Yeah. If she if she just like whenever you want to kill yourself and you rig up this weird Rube Goldberg contraption and you hang yourself with an electrical cord from yeah. a tree and blast yourself in the chest. with a shotgun. Right. I mean, it was clearly one, suicide. Yeah. There's always a clearly B, suicide like, just in case. Like also like what you like holding it up to your chest and pulling it with your fucking toe. Like, are you just like. It's like I, I was just doing chin-ups with a double barrel and accidentally shot myself in the chest. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, and the same electrical cord, like, it's kind of weird. It's yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they they got the, the same. They got, maybe, the, they got a value pack. Come on. Maybe the savings. Maybe he killed her and then somebody killed him. It's government money paying for this shit. You should be glad they're buying the fucking value pack. It's less tax dollars, man. That's true. I can't argue with this uh, with this flawless logic, truly. So, yeah. So yet another, um, you know, another interesting suicide has taken place. This There's been what, like 30 of them? There's quite a few. Yeah, yeah, Seth Rich was robbed um, after he submitted, uh, what was it, um, he was going to uh, court something filing for the Democratic Party because Bernie Sanders was robbed. And then they said that he was robbed, even though they didn't take his car keys, money, wallet, or anything, and they just shot the bastard. That's a robbery if I've ever heard of one. Um, they stole the most important thing to him, man. It's his life. His Come life. <laughs> That's a robbery for sure. Well done. Well done. So, yeah. So, yeah, I was trying to think about the method of dispatch with a shotgun blast to the chest and also hanging yourself in well with an extension cord. Is it once you hit the drop and you're like, I got a few seconds before this is really bad. I'm going to go ahead and 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 pull the trigger like like Brian said with my toe, Um, unless it's sawed off, in which case it's very illegal, according to the (laughs) eight. You get a shockwave. I don't know, but I I think it's important to note that, um, you know, one of her um, friends said that it it didn't make any sense. She would never kill herself. When I heard she went missing, I knew instantly it was foul play, and I didn't believe she killed herself. How could she water paddle down the river with a concrete block? Yeah, so that friend is going to get caught with child porn in, like, two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's over for her. It's it's finished. Like, I'm sorry, you you can't... uh... You can't do that. But so. the guy who sh- who shot himself with the shotgun, 
while also uh, hanging himself as a failsafe, like that to me is he, seems odd. He learned it from the guy that shot himself twice in the back of the head. But there was also no blood because you know the gunshot or the shotgun was uh, shot was so effective that like it totally just you know made everything clot around and there was no blood no it's the same as the cows that got abducted or whatever the fuck and all the blood like all of this is related somehow i'm like i've got i'm gonna get a board with red thread and fucking start linking all this shit together and like i i got all this space now that's good to do that to just throw my life away <laughs> like fucking charlie day from it's always sunny pepe sylvia we're gonna catch brian huffing fucking spray paint from a tube sock <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you guys something speaking of um pedophiles and the religious symbolism that goes along with them when you think rosary what do you think of first? I think, of course, the old ladies at church with the blue hair praying the rosary before uh, the mass or the service or whatever it is that like, because this is a very Catholic thing. It's not a Protestant thing whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, they're getting ready and they're praying the rosary and it has beads mm-hmm. and has the, the crucifix on there um, with the boss all crucified. Um, do you ever associate um, rosaries with gun culture, with guns in general? No. I always thought they were a necklace and I couldn't fit them over my head. That's funny. That's fine. A lot of people would think that they're necklaces because they do have the appearance of a necklace. Um, And that's, this is nothing different. I believe the Muslims have prayer beads and I know that uh, the, uh, the Buddhists do as well. Mm -hmm. So this is nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. There's plenty of religious organizations that use prayer beads and fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but I've never heard in 42 years on this stupid, ridiculous rock <laughs> that the rosary is tied to gun culture. And mind you, we don't live in New Jersey. Okay. We don't live in some communist shithole. Gun culture is very alive and very well alive here in the uh, Soviet Republic of Ohio. I've never been to a gun range or outdoor shooting festival or just a gathering of friends and acquaintances to shoot and seen a rosary anywhere anywhere no it's just not something that you see uh when shooting now i'm sure now that it's going to happen because the matrix heard me and the guys that run it they're going to do it to me now when i go to pro gun or whatever they're going to show grand thumbs next fucking video he's going to have a fucking rosary right. yeah it's just going to be dead. <laughs> yeah. so the, i never shoot without it that's right <laughs> like image it into all of his old videos and <laughs> was there the whole time no so the atlantic which is a a reprehensible filthy dirty disgusting rag a piece of vermin garbage periodical put this together and once again the editors are approving this work which is amazing to me i mean they just they scuttle any idea of research or they just and again by the way speaking of um uh, propaganda if anybody's noticed the stories about Joe Biden uh, rebounding and being good for 2024 because of his massive victories in the legislature, um, they're conditioning you. They're going to, they, he's, he's in like Flynn now. Okay. Have so, you seen, uh, it's not America, but there were some headlines out of like UK based papers where it's like, Oh, like uh, maybe blackouts are good. 
and yep. like here here are some foods that are safe to eat even if they have mold on them and it's like maybe you eat too much anyway and it's good to be hungry fasting is going to come back in style and then there was like another one there it's like maybe you are consuming too much water and it's just like oh man like yeah. it's gonna get so fucking bad dude <laughs> <It> really- <laughs> like i like it really is i don't think like uh, like no one's gonna be ready, but like, oh my god! No, no, there is no prep for this. It's just gonna happen, and we're gonna do. It. <laughs> but here we go. Why? Because <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at. Uh, so why are Sacramento beads suddenly showing up next to AR-15s online? Because you wanted them to for this article. <laughs> That's right. The, about the author, this should give everything away right now. Daniel Panenton is a writer based in Toronto, Canada, where there are no fucking AR-15s. They got too many rosaries, though. They got to balance it out. Just putting it out there. Panenton, Panenton, Danny Danny P. is based in Toronto, Ontario. So, disregard, but we're going to go through it. Just as the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists in general, because, <laughs> you know, people like Brian and myself and Christopher and Angel, we're all known as Christian nationalists. I'm, I'm an AK person, but no, I'm just kidding. I love them all. I'm equal opportunity for the comes to firearms. I'll, I'll, I'm going to get a shirt that says Christian nationalists on it. <laughs> yeah, with a rosary. Yeah. Uh, for Christian nationalists in general, the rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for um, for radical tradition or rad trad Catholics. Time for another crusade. Yes. What uh, the fuck? To Daniel P.'s house to give him a stern reprimanding in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, have been uh, On the extreme fringe, rosary beads have been woven into conspiratorial politics and absolutist gun culture. These armed radical traditionalists have taken up a spiritual notion that the rosary can be a weapon in the fight against evil and turned into something dangerously literal. Their social media pages are saturated with images of rosaries draped over firearms, warriors in prayer, uh, saying Dieu vult, uh, or how do you pronounce it in French, God wills it. Which, I thought it was Latin. Is it? Is it Latin? Yeah, it is Latin. You're right. Because, the, yeah, the Templars. Yep, yeah, that's right. Uh, crusader memes and exhortations for men to rise up and become church militants. Yeah, because Jesus was all about <laughs> militancy. That's why he fought back when they were literally torturing him to death, whatever. Um, influencers on platforms such as Instagram share posts referencing everyday carry and gat check. Gat is slang for firearm, kids. <laughs> it's in the article. Gotcha. That include soldier like battle beads, handguns, and assault rifles. One artist posted... Battle beads sounds like it's going up somebody's butt. Yeah. I mean, you're really in a struggle, aren't you, at that point? Oof. Depending on the size of the bead. Um, one artist posts illustrations of his favorite Catholic saints, clergy, and influencers toting AR-15-style uh, rifles labeled Sanctum Rosarium, alongside violently homophobic screeds that are celebrated by social media accounts with thousands of followers. The theologian and historian Massimo Fagioli, and it's spelled F-A-G-G-I-O-L-I, so you can't get me on that one. It's, it's, is it Fagoli? Fagoli? 
Fagoli. <laughs> fagioli, fagioli, see a massimo of fagioli. See, si. like a pasta fagioli. Papi di boopy. Has described a network of conservative Catholic bloggers and commentary mm-hmm. on organizations as a Catholic cyber militia. I never thought in my entire life I would ever hear those. Dude, words. I fucking I like everything to me now is just word salad. It's all fucking bullshit noise. Like I, I hate. Like I've had the worst like dissociation problem for the last fucking like year at least, and like nothing will fucking break it. Nothing feels real. It's like an acid trip where it's like, I can't tell if I'm actually saying words or like hearing people talk and I have to like really pay attention. And it's like this shit right here. It's like, it's all just fucking white noise. It's that. And every time I fill up my fucking gas tank, dude, they fucking project ads at you out of a fucking gas pump because that's what we all need apparently. And you can't turn them off. It's like, Oh, I hate it all. I can't fucking do it. I can't listen to people talk ever again. Like it's, What's it going to be like in 10 years, man? What are we going to be fucking talking about? I don't know. What's this? What's the dumb horse shit that like, I don't even think it's going to be like any recognizable language anymore. Maybe not. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, like I have a rule that if it like looks like bullshit and it sounds like bullshit and it reads like bullshit, it's probably fucking bullshit. Um, So... I mean, anytime I see anything like this, I know right away it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's not true. It's not real. And you can sense it. Even if you clicked on it and thought, okay, I'm actually going to read this article, I wouldn't have gotten past the headline. No, and it's like, but people that do read this shit, it's like, what are you going to do with any of this? Like, what are you gripping? What are you, you know what I mean? Like, where do you go? What, you're going to go talk about this with other people that like, they're going to know what you're talking about. No, they're they're going to be like, yeah, we got to do something. We got to read more of this dumb bullshit. Like, I don't understand. I I, I don't understand either. Well, let's, let's carry on here in mainstream Catholicism. The rosary as weapon is not intrinsically harmful as an interpretation of the sacramental. And this symbolism has a long history in the thirties and forties, the ultra Montaigne Catholic student publication, um, it's in French. Uh, je, je ne sais étudiante catholique regularly used the concept to rally the faithful, but the modern radical traditionist rad trad for you kids, <laughs> a Catholic movement, which generally rejects the Second Vatican Council reforms for people who don't know what that is. The Second Vatican Council said no more um, Latin in the mass. It's done in the uh, vernac. It's done in the um, the vernacular. It's done in the local language. You don't have to do it in Latin anymore because up until that point, it was all done in Latin. Okay, with the exception, I think, of some of the readings, like out of the Psalms. It doesn't matter anyway. They did it all in like you go to you go to one in Akron, you're going to get it in English. Okay, mm-hmm. you know. Or, or Spanish, if they have one in Spanish, is far outside the majority opinion in Roman in the Roman Catholic Church in America. Many prominent American Catholic bishops advocate for gun control, and after the Uvalde shooting, Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, Texas, lamented the, in some way Americans sacralized death instruments, militia culture, a fetishism of Western civilization, and masculinists' anxieties have become mainstays of the far right in the United States. 
and rad track Catholics have now taken up residency in this company. Their social media accounts commonly promote accelerationist and survivalist content, along with a combat medical and tactical training, as well as memes depicting balaclava-clad gunmen that draw on the terror, <laughs> that draw on the terror wave or war core aesthetics that is popular in far right circles. I would just like to say they liked it before it was trendy before like they're getting it in now because it's going to be what happens. Yeah, that's true. So you have to check out that article again. It's um, a flaming pile of horse shit. I want to shift gears before we depart. <laughs> Catholic cyber militia. Look out. They're going to sounds like a band. I'd listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna probably try to have sex with kids. It's like a, it could be like a cool. You can make it into like a cool retro '80s style cartoon, like Silverhawks. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, the Catholic Catholic cyber, cyber militia. militia. Somebody put that together for us, please. I don't have the talent. Um, clearly. Uh, so this is from the AP News. So I'm going to leave you with your uh, five minutes of hate. You're gonna get angry. At least uh, you should. I already do it too much. Kids for cash judges ordered to pay more than $200 million. Oh, fuck. Two former Pennsylvania judges fighting in court who orchestrated a scheme to send children to for-profit jails in exchange for kickbacks were ordered to pay more than $200 million to hundreds of people they victimized in one of the worst judicial scandals in U.S. history. Anybody else hear about this? This wasn't even on Drudge. Wasn't even on Drudge. It wasn't on, like, I don't know if InfoWars covered this. Alex is busy right now. He's getting raped financially. I didn't, I, I didn't uh, know. I, did, I okay. just saw it from you. What? I didn't see it anywhere the else. The AP has this. The AP ran the story. This isn't an obscure site. Why this isn't front page news, WKYC, WEWS, uh, all the local channels, nobody covered this crap. Nobody covered this crap. Why is that? Why is it this may I was from Pennsylvania? This should be international news. And these judges should have been hanged, drawn, and quartered in public. That's what should have happened. But that's not what's going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. They probably won't even pay out the money. But I'll continue. U.S. District Judge Christopher Connor awarded $106 million in compensationary damages and $100 million in punitive damages to nearly 300 people in a long-running civil suit against the judges, writing the plaintiffs are tragic human casualties of a scandal of epic proportions. Does that money get taxed? That's a great question. Well, with 87,000 new IRS agents, I'd imagine so. Um, we'll see. And what became to what became known as the Kids for Cash scandal, Mark Charavella, another Italian, and another judge, Michael Conahan, shut down a county run juvenile detention center and accepted 2.8 million in illegal payments so an italian and an irishman collaborated together thanks a lot guys hey we can get along all right how about that (laughs) illegal payments from the builder and co-owner for two uh, for-profit lockups charavella who presided over juvenile court pushed a zero tolerance policy that guaranteed large numbers of kids will be sent to Pennsylvania child care and its sister facility, Western PA child care. Charavella ordered children as young as eight to detention. Many of them first time offenders deemed delinquent for petty theft, jaywalking, truancy, smoking on school grounds and other minor infractions. Ordered these kids to detention over those items. 
The judge or often ordered youths he had found delinquent to be immediately shackled, handcuffed, and taken away without giving them a chance to put up a defense or even say goodbye to their families. Fuck, man. They need to burn everything. This is, you can't, I don't know how you, how do you fix this? Can somebody suggest to me, apart from hang drawing and quartering them in public, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? If I, I don't know, if you're not irate, I don't know what to tell you. This, th- this kind of stuff is it really puts me over the falls, guys. Where like, else is it happening? Yeah, these people got caught. Where else is it going on? I where mean, it's it not happens. Gonna be caught? It happens with adults too, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. Like. I mean, you know, they rape kids, so yeah. it's like, what a, you know, locking them up so they can do labor for free. Like, I, I'm, I'm fucking not surprised. Like, probably. So, Shadowvella and Co- and Conahan abandoned their oath and breached the public trust. No shit. Connor wrote Tuesday in explanation of the judgment. Their cruel and despicable action victimized vulnerable population of young people, many of whom were suffering from emotional issues and mental health concerns. We don't have time or money for mental health, but we do have time and money for 87,000 new IRS agents. We do have money for that. We don't have money for school security, but we do have money for 87,000. I mean, look at the ones that showed up. True, true. Like, I don't think more money is going to solve that problem. Listen to this. Chiaravella, Chavarella, 72, is serving a 28-year prison sentence in Kentuckistan. He's projected uh, to release date in 2035. Conahan, the Irishman, 70, was sentenced to more than 17 years in prison, but was released to home confinement in 2020 with six years left on his sentence because of the coronavirus pandemic. Oh. He's not even in jail. Not even in jail. Yeah. Whatever. That's fine. It's all water under the bridge. (laughs) The money was paid. What do you want? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move The money was paid. People can change. Yeah. I see the error of my ways. Um, That's all I have. So I hope that you're angry because I certainly am. I don't like any of that one bit. Brian, welcome back. Anything to add before we wrap up the show today? Uh, Well, no, you just said the the money was paid or the money's back or whatever. Like I, that made me think of no country for old men when he's like, oh, like I'll give you the money. And it's like, it's not about the money. Like it's, oh, dude, like that movie fucks me up, man. Like Anton Chigurh is the, uh, the bad, the bad guy, the character, but he's not, he's, he's just death. He's not even Mm -hmm. good or bad. He is the relentless stalking of death. That movie, and uh, if you, the, it's ba- it's based on the novel that Cormac McCarthy wrote. He also wrote another one called The Road, yeah, which is incredibly terrifying. I didn't watch the movie with um, Aragon, uh, the King of Gondor. He was in that movie. I didn't watch the movie. I've read the book. The book is, the book is powerful. Like he's a very, he's a very good writer. They're both kind of absurdist and nihilistic in some senses especially no country for old men is 100 percent absurdist material i just remember being like super baked watching that movie like at two in the morning and the scene when he's like going through the hotel he's like hiding in the room and he turns the light off and Mm -hmm. then you see the feet you can see the feet under the slit for the door and then they walk away and you're just like oh okay and then the light turns off in the hallway and i was just like (laughs) no (laughs) like oh 
fuck, dude. Like, he's going to get you. But, like, also me, I was, like, shitting my pants on the couch. Like, fuck, man, it's over. Like, I would literally be sitting in that room, like, shitting the bed. Like, what do you do? Like, there's no getting away. What the fuck do you do? This guy knows. You thought you outsmarted him. And he's like, oh, 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 I know what this fucker's doing in there. Like, Every time I watch that where he's at uh, the gas station and he flips the coin and he goes, call it. Mm-hmm. I, I know what's going to happen. The, what's the-, the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? Uh, he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you have to call it. <laughs> yeah. And what does he say when he tries to put the coin in with his pie? He goes, no, no, don't do that. Yeah. Like, don't, don't mix it. Don't lose it. Yeah. Like- yeah. Like, oh, no, no. That guy played that character mm-hmm. amazing. It's that's, impeccable. That's my favorite scene of, of that entire movie. Yeah. The, the quarter, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher, do you have anything for us? Do you have anything you want to add to the hatred or anything at all? Nothing new. All right. Okay. Uh, Angel, what do you have? Um, so in the great state of Ohio, you can see the Northern Lights, hopefully maybe again tonight. I tried to stay up last night to see them, but I couldn't. Um, right now there are strong geomagnetic storms and there is possibly a chance for a G3 um, geomagnetic storm, which will allow the planetary index or the KP index to reach seven, which if you are in Northern Ohio, Akron, Canton, area um, and nor- a little bit north and a little bit south, you'll be able to see, um, and possibly as far south as Columbus, you'll be able to see the northern lights. What time of night? Um, so I'm reading that the best time is after midnight to like 3 a.m. All right. Uh, I tried to look at 10 o'clock and I didn't see it. I saw something, because I saw this, I saw something about it last night before I went to sleep and I got up at 3 and mm-hmm. looked and I didn't see anything, but there was yeah. also a lot of like street lights and stuff where I live, so it's like kind of blocked out. But I was like excited. I was like, man, I want to see him so fucking bad. I know, me too. Well, I, I, I wish you all well. I plan to be in bed. Um, so oh, I'm not, I'm going to I'm showering and going to bed like right after this. Like I'm <laughs> a fucking old man. Uh, yeah, well, welcome to the club, buddy. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta fucking be up in like seven hours. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. It's, no, it's not. It's really not. But hey, it's Friday. Fuck it. Yeah. The weekend's coming. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the next time uh, the Agents of Apathy play out of the show. I can't wait for that. I want to see. I'm looking forward to the recording of the album. Very stoked for that. Angel, thank you very much for the information. Let's hope that people can see uh, Dem Northern Lights uh, here in the Ohio Soviet Socialist Republic. As far south as Columbus, potentially. It's very exciting. So I don't have anything else. So I'd like to thank our patrons. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the last episode. That was by request, that one, uh, regarding Camus. Uh, We're going to get Brian's take on it someday because it was requested because Brian's read Camus now. Uh, so he, the request was gone out to him, but he was busy. I think about it every day, man. There you go. So uh, enjoy that B-side. Uh, there'll be more content coming uh, either this weekend or on Monday. Yeah, if you want. Do you want to you record that this weekend? Someday? We could probably record this weekend. We're going to record this weekend. Some, some Camus? The B-side. We're going to do that. We're going to do another one. Uh, thank you very much for the contribution, you guys. I, I, I sincerely I say it all the time, but I'm incredibly grateful. We are you're, you're keeping this thing running. It's wonderful. So thank you very much for that. Um, check out the BitChute. The views are growing on BitChute. I'm very proud of that. Thank you, for Christopher, for suggesting that we take on 
uh, putting on our show on the BitChute. It's been uh, it's been much more successful than YouTube. Smaller pond, so whatever. I'll take it. We'll take it. More of you guys get reached. That's wonderful. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's fun, and I hope it makes you angry, at least the last story. I also like to thank our sponsors, iPaint Acro, or Accents or Happy Accents. I also like to thank Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling extremely weird, Ray Faba, Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes, and, of course, Agoras Nexus. Uh, please check them out, agorasnexus.com. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the dog days of summer. It hasn't been too incredibly hot, but don't let your testicle, vagina, whatever, under boob health, fall by the wayside during these cooler nights there will be a resurgence a native american summer could be right around the corner you don't know but you should be prepared always just like having winter boots on when it may or may not snow it's important to wash your asshole your groin everything that folds with todd's gay soap todd's gay soap is medical soap it's medicine for your skin medicine for your ass medicine for everything i wish you could eat it you probably could because it doesn't have <laughs> Great. It doesn't have detergent. It's all natural ingredients. You and might. it would clean your ass on the way out. Yeah, and for some of you, you may need that. You know what I'm saying? So, please. Got probiotics, man. There you go. <laughs> it's what it, plants crave. It's got what plants crave. It's got Brondo in it. Electrolytes. Um, <laughs> check out Todd's gay soap. I'm gonna. You see, mean water from the toilet? Yeah, water from the toilet. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see Todd in less than a month. Angel and I got invited over for a party at todd's apparently him and greg are millionaires and they completely renovated their kitchen it, it looks like a millionaire household it's beautiful mm -hmm. it's, all that soap money <laughs> it's got to be the soap money it's got to be the hustle no it looks great and i can't wait to see what was done with the kitchen and the rest of the house it looks fantastic they're having a party todd put it in the text message 9-10 and i go we're only having a party for an hour and he goes, no, that's the date. And I'm like, that's not how dates work. It's a slash. It's a slash. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Are you like pre-gaming the big day or what? Um, no, I've, dude, I've been straight. Because like 9-11's like the next day. That's what I'm no. getting at. Like... No, 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 no. No, seriously, I have, I've been like, def like vaulted into straight edge lifestyle. I haven't had a drop since maybe Christmas. Oh, I just meant like, is the whole party in general, like in anticipation of 9-11 no no like as a joke but no i get it yeah i haven't been drinking much either it doesn't really do much for me that's good stay off the sauce keep it sharp At least. yeah i still don't feel that sharp though so it's like what the fuck like we'll, we'll drink more i don't know nah, like i don't know <laughs> but um christopher's beard can be it could use some of that todd's gay soap you can see how long it's getting and how flush it is um it's very smooth and, you know, the oils and the natural elements of Todd's Gay Soap, I mean, it'll make Christopher, who is already an unstoppable rebel force when it comes to bringing the sex, bringing the heat. If he washes the beard with Todd's Gay Soap, I mean, he will have to get repellent for all the girls trying to jump at his face. You know what I mean? They're trying to get a beard and mustache <laughs> ride, you know. And that's not acceptable because that's sexual assault without consent. That's true. So, um, ladies, just, you know, take 20% off. Ask first. Um, that's all we have for this um, episode. Because, like the xenomorph thing. Just fucking. <laughs> just face fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it literally face rapes you. It's, the alien always got me, man. Like that last one. What was it? Um, 
uh, Prometheus. Yes. That one was good. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that one. That one was excellent. Mm-hmm. And every time you see the face sucker come out of there, like it's like, guys, didn't you see any? You live in the future. You know this is happening. Those face suckers are going to face fuck you, and then the alien's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And they never listen. They just continue on doing whatever they're doing. The alien's a bad mf dude. The alien's tough. Very tough, but th- that was a good movie. The second one, people didn't like too much, but I liked it. In Ultra 4K UHD, it looks fantastic. Um, the other movie that I saw that for the first time in UHD in 4K was Gravity with Sandra Bullock. That was really good. The visually it was excellent. It was really. Fun. I don't know if I've watched that at all. Dude, that's a good movie. You have George, you have me down. I'll bring it. Yes, he is. Yeah, okay. George Clooney is in it. I've seen literally like I think the last ten minutes of that movie. Like the, I it on TV. the whole movie's intense. Like it's very suspenseful. It's well done. It's well done, and they get it's space right because there's no sound. Mm-hmm. It's vacuum. Um, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, you guys, and that gmail.com. Feel free to message us on the Insta. I you know we respond. The account is is always active. Take a look. Let us know what you think. Uh, look forward to hearing from everybody. Have a great week and look out for that additional content for the patrons. It's $2 inflation proof price might go up in other things, but like the Costco hot dog, this shit stays still. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Gorlami.